Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing in Acts chapter 24, and I want to show you a phrase here in the text that we'll be looking at and maybe expound on that a little bit and how this is needed in our day today. And I tell you, honestly, I'm convicted by it, challenged by it. I want to do uh, more of what I'm going to share with you today. So I pray that you can stay with me and uh, we'll talk about this together. Now, in uh, We've been looking at Acts 24, and you remember Acts 24 is a continuation of the story. Paul has been apprehended as uh, he was accused of taking a Gentile into the temple. The Jews, if they had their way, would have beaten him to death in Jerusalem. The Roman guards come in, intervene, get Paul, thinking he was a wanted criminal. And as they walk Paul up the stairs to the castle, Paul reveals that he is, in fact, a Roman citizen. And uh, they were getting ready to scourge Paul, but Paul now is standing as a defendant in a criminal trial, and a lawyer named Tertullius is there to speak against Paul. Uh, Felix is there. The Sanhedrin is there. Uh, all of this is taking place, and we've looked at the accusations against Paul, Paul's argument back toward them, and we'll continue in that narrative today, and that is where we'll find our phrase that I want us to consider. Now, if you've missed our Bible studies of late, all of those are available on the podcast, and you might say, well, I'm getting in in the middle of this. Well, go to the podcast and subscribe to Striving for Revival for free via any podcast platform. Then you'll have access to all of the Bible studies that we have previously recorded. And the good thing about that is the podcast enables you to rewind and fast forward, pause, and just listen whenever you find the time and are able to listen. And so it's a good tool for Bible study. And honestly, that's why we do what we do is I'm not trying to take you away from your own Bible study, but I'm trying to give uh, you a supplement to Bible study and we can study our Bible together and find the meaning, the context, and the application. And hopefully God will speak to your heart like he does mine. We can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, more like him and less like me. That's what I desire. And I know that's what you want as well. John the Baptist got it right. He said, I want to decrease, let Jesus increase. And the Word of God will enable that to happen in our life. Now, we're going to begin here around verse number 22, verse number 23 or so. We'll look down. Here's what the Bible said. When Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, and remember last broadcast, if you heard, I was talking about how Paul mentioned he worshiped God after the way that is called heresy. And the way is a phrase, a label that the world put on Christianity in the first century. And that's because it was so unique. It was so different. It stood out so starkly in contrast to uh, the corrupt system of this world that they would say, that that way ain't our way. That's a different way. Uh, That's definitely not us. 
And Christianity is supposed to be different. We ought to be distinct. We ought to stand out as light in darkness. We ought to be distinctly unique uh, from this world. We're not to love the world, be like the world, look like the world, talk like the world. We are different. We are strangers and pilgrims. We're a peculiar people uh, just a passing through. This world is not our home. We're headed toward heaven. We're heaven bound with a hammer down. And so Felix makes mention of that again. He had more perfect knowledge of that way. He deferred them and said, When Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. So that's a blessing. That is God's goodness in Paul's life, that though Paul is a prisoner held by Roman authority, Thank God Felix gives the opportunity for friends to come in and minister to Paul. By the way, that's why it's so important that we get stay in this thing together. We need one another. I need you. I pray I can be a blessing to you in your life as well, that we can encourage one another and thank God for friends in the work of God. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. So Felix is, we could call him a seeker. He is wanting to hear more information about Christ, more information about uh, what Paul believes, more information about the resurrection, no doubt, the gospel, and specifically the Bible said concerning the faith in Christ, the faith. That's like the phrase we hear in Jude, earnestly contend for the faith. He said, I want to know about the truth in Christ, the doctrine of Christ. What is it, Paul, that you believe? And you better believe that must have been an exciting thing. For a man like Paul, who was such a powerful apologist, such a deep student, such a, a man versed in doctrine, I mean, doctrine being revealed to him in the moment. I mean, can you imagine that? This must have really got Paul stirred up, that now he has this man and his wife coming, and uh, they're actually saying, Paul, we, we want to hear more uh, 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 about what you believe. We want to hear it. Uh, Paul, what, what is it that, uh, that, that you believe? Where is it that you stand? And... Uh, can you tell us more about it? So Paul's getting to preach even in prison. Now you say, well, look at that bad circumstance that Paul got placed in. Yeah, but look what God's doing. God is bringing people before Paul that never would have been before Paul had Paul not been arrested. I know sometimes, and it's easy, when you and I get into a bad situation, we want to curse God. God made a mistake. I must have messed up. God's judging me. Maybe God is allowing that to happen in my life or your life so he can get us before a crowd that we wouldn't necessarily get before. And listen, if you hadn't if you hadn't gotten sick, you never would have witnessed to that nurse. If that tragedy hadn't come, you never would have had the testimony to tell others about how God's grace was sufficient in the tragedy. I mean, there's just different ways. You got that flat tire? Yeah, but then somebody pulled over to help you, and you were able to give them a gospel track. You know, God will use things, Joseph said it, that the world or the devil might mean for bad, or we might just assess as, well, that's bad, and God can make that, Romans 8, 28, work together for good. God will get the glory out of it. And so here it is that these folks come to Paul, and Paul is able to preach to them concerning the faith that is in Christ. And now here's my phrase. I love it. And as he reasoned, here it is, of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled. Now, Felix is a scoundrel. Felix is an immoral man. Felix is a reprobate. Felix is a man who is unrighteous, he's a man with no restraint, and he's a man who is in power and does not fear for his life. So Paul, knowing the audience, targets Felix. He preaches of righteousness, right living, 
holy living, uh, purity. He talks about how Christ is perfect and without sin. He talks about how Christ is righteousness and the fulfillment of the law for righteousness and how he must impute his righteousness. Nobody said all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We are sinners, and there's no none good, no, not one. And then he preached about temperance. Temperance is restraint. It is discipline. Felix had no restraint, no discipline in his life. He did whatever he wanted to do. If the flesh said go, he went. If the flesh said stay, he would stay. He obeyed his impulse. He obeyed his pleasure sensories. He, he, he obeyed the five senses of the body. That's his master, his flesh. So Paul began to preach on temperance, and then judgment to come. Felix, who was wealthy and had it all together, probably never thought about what would happen to him after he died, so Paul wanted him to know, hey, listen, it's a pointer, and the man wants to die, and after this, the judgment, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Every man will give an account of himself before God. A judgment day, a reckoning day is coming. You say, you think you're a judge? Let me tell you about the judge, Felix. There's a judge who sits on a throne behind a perfect uh, uh, beam of seat up in heaven. He executes justice in perfect judgment. And one of these days, you will be judged either for your sin or for your service. It depends on what you do with Christ. You can either accept Christ and his sacrifice on Calvary and your sin was judged at Calvary, or you can pay for your sin and eternity in hell. But you'll be judged. And the response is Felix trembled. And let me challenge you as this challenged me. If you're a Bible preacher, you need, and I need, to preach on righteousness, temperance, and judgment. In an unrighteous day, a day of no restraint, and a day where everybody's eating, drinking, and being merry, thinking nothing of eternity. God give us a voice that'll cry in the wilderness, a trumpet that will blast with no uncertain sound, a watchman who will stay on the wall, and somebody who'll stand in the gap and make up the hedge, who's not afraid to cry aloud and spare not, stomp the their feet and say, thus saith the Lord. Why? Because eternity is at stake and eternity matters because your soul is at stake. And God help us who are called to preach, give an opportunity to share the gospel, to not hold back without fear and favor. Just proclaim the word of God faithfully. Fear, right? Temperance, judgment to come, righteousness. The result was conviction. Felix trembled. Oh my, we need that in our day and hour. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.